0: Hello, this is Dr. Shiva, welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 128,
1: air date June 8th, 2017. Regular guy, somebody that I could go out, sit down, enjoy lunch with, enjoy a beverage with, and not somebody that wants to try to screw me or screw this country. So that's just refreshing to begin with. But Alex, what Shiva is doing right now, and I'm glad to have him on to talk about this, is he's putting out an ultimatum to Elizabeth Warren to put her money where her mouth is when it comes to the Monsanto Protection Act and GMOs. Now, doctor, you actually have some statistics here showing that GMOs and how they affect the formaldehyde in plants and the glutathione in plants, and you're willing to put your money where the mouth is. You're offering Elizabeth Warren your lab, your car, say, do these tests, make them public. Have you gotten a response from her yet?
0: No, we haven't. I mean, uh, first of all, thanks, Alan and Owen, for having me on here. You know, I want to use this opportunity actually live on your show to challenge Elizabeth Warren. You know, I did uh, using the technology that I created at MIT. We essentially showed that GMO soy, for example, has nearly 300 percent less glutathione and it upregulates formaldehyde. We published these in a series of five papers. It was, in fact, validated by independent experiments that were done in Leeds in London. But the bottom line is when you look at Elizabeth Warren, uh, not only is she a fake Indian, but she's also a fake fighter. You know, She has uh, supported the Monsanto Protection Act. She voted for this. And this act basically uh, uh, ensures that the Department of Agriculture can intercede with an injunction by the courts to stop genetically engineered foods. So for example, if it was discovered that genetically engineered foods are in fact harmful to human health or through, or through environmental health, the courts can stop that. But the Department of Agri- Agriculture, uh, through this Monsanto Protection Act bill, which was snuck in into an appropriations bill at the last minute, allows uh, the Department of Ag- Agriculture to intercede and stop that. But fundamentally, when you look at it, when you look at the all the research, which is what we did, and we connected that, that together using this technology, we found out that genetically engineered soy, by the way, 97% of the soy in the United States is genetically engineered, is uh has less glutathione, nearly 300 percent which is extremely important for protecting the plant, and thereby upregulates formaldehyde. You know, when we published this, we were attacked by a professor at the University of Florida who's since been exposed for being in collusion with Monsanto, a guy called Kevin Folta. Um, but more importantly, what we've shown is that when you look at the academic elites, they like to use science, fake science, to create narratives. The problem they have with me is. I have four degrees from MIT, including my PhD in Biological Engineering. And because I've been successful because of America, because of the uh, journey I went through, I can actually challenge these people. So the official challenge is I will give my $10 million building in Cambridge, including the campaign bus we're using. And I'll in fact throw in my 1994 beautiful Corvette to Elizabeth Warren if she can disprove that GMOs uh, have any safety assessment standards. The reality is there are no safety assessment standards for GMOs. And all the predominantly most of the academics in biology do not even address this question. It's pay to play science right now, Owen, and um, that's what's going on,
2: Doctor Shiva Idray. Uh, you know, I've heard of you, read about you some before, and, and, and it, you actually hold some of the original patents on email. And when you were 14 years old, you were recruited by the University of Medicine and Dentistry uh, in New Jersey as a research fellow. And then it goes right through all your uh, you know amazing work. Uh, you're chairman and CEO of uh, uh, Cytosolv Inc. and a bunch of other companies and it's a shibaforsenate.com but but very, very exciting to see uh, you know the fact that you're weighing in here and taking action. I'm not a molecular biologist. I'm not a genetic engineer. I'm not an expert on this, but I know that glutathione is a key amino acid that's Definitely. basically found in the body and then as you lose it, it makes you age faster and I did know that glyphosate's been associated with that and a lot of other stuff happening in these GMO plants. How does this affect us when these plants have a lot less of this, or is it just affecting the overall yield of the plant? What's the big issue with it lowering glutathione?
0: Well, it's it's a, it's a great question, uh, Alex. This is what's happening. So fundamentally, you know, Monsanto basically did this fake science to convince us that these genetically engineered plants were better for us. But the reality is they're weaker. So two things happen if you... Uh, have read, if you've noticed, many of these GMO seeds are coated now with an insecticide called neonicotinoids. And people have always wondered why they're doing that. The reality is the plants are weaker, the seeds are weaker. So when they plant it, because it has less glutathione, um, soil organisms can destroy it. That's why they coat it with neonicotinoids. Well, those neonicotinoids also get, throughout the plant, they affect bees in the atmosphere, which affect the entire environment. So that's one reason that, that this is significantly. Sure, and wouldn't
2: that poison poisoning over time uh, affect the genetic
0: expression of the plants? Exactly. It affects the genetic expression of the plants. But more importantly, uh, a recent paper just came out in Nature. We got a break. That- Stay right there. This is a
2: riveting, doctor. We'll be back with Dr. Sheep. He's running for Senate against the fake. Native American and of course they thought they'd found Indians so they called the Native Americans Indian and he's actually an Indian so he's the real Indian running against the imposter and he's kind of used that as one of his slogans uh, I want to continue getting into what's happening with science and then after you leave us in a uh, while you know obviously go to calls for folks that are holding but getting into uh, the campaign to run against this lady uh, let's break down her record and, and and what she's really up to and some of the things she's been involved in, and what made you decide to go ahead and, you know, a successful scientist, entrepreneur to make you, uh, you know, throw your hat in the ring?
0: Well, you know, Alex, I grew up in, you uh, know, I was originally uh, born in India and I came here. As you may know, Alex, India has a very oppressive caste system. So my parents had this very futuristic vision and they made it out in there and they came to America because the founders of this country had a very different vision for America, which was through your hard work, through your bravery, through your resilience. You created things and that's what this country is about. Well, when I look and, and the idea of the founders was that between us and our creator was not supposed to be monarchs and nobles, or the priesthood. It was it was about us having a direct connection to our God and our creator. And that's what makes this country great. Elizabeth Warren and the self-serving elitists, Harvard and all these Ivy League institutions and the big institutions fundamentally believe that they know better, Alex. And I know you know better, I know we know better. But that's the fundamental reason. So my journey as an entrepreneur, scientist, engineer has shown me that ultimately so those people actually work for a living, produce things, entrepreneurs, people like yourself who create things are the ones that make this country great. People like Elizabeth Warren, the establishment politicians the political hacks, they fundamentally add zero value. So I've been fortunate because of this great country, Alex, to have you know accumulated wealth, uh, been able to get educated. I could not have done that in the oppressive caste system of India. So I believe I owe something back. I love this country. And Elizabeth Warren is what I call the not so obvious establishment. You know, when we look at the arc of political history, we have the establishment, the populist movement, those people on the streets wanting a better day for themselves and their family. Then you have the not so obvious establishment, which is what Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, these people represent. They speak a good game. You know, as as you talk about it, they're very, very clever with their PR, revolution, hope, change. But fundamentally, they want to suck out the populist movement and drive it back to the establishment. So as a student of systems, as a student of science, uh, I fundamentally want to stop these guys. And more importantly, I want to drive a massive defeat to Warren. And I know I can do this right here in Massachusetts. And I think the reality is she's not just running for senator, Alex. She's actually going after Trump. If we go to her webpage, it says, stop Donald Trump. So in, in my view, she's the face what I call many ways the not so obvious establishment. Oh, she's one of the top
2: ringwraiths. She's really intending to probably even run for president. So, uh, how yeah. do we
0: get behind you?
2: How do people support uh, going after this key globalist uh, posing as a leftist populist?
0: I think the number one, you know, we have our website called Shiva for Senate. We're building this as a populist movement. We love whatever donations people want to give. We have volunteers that we want on the ground. You know, fundamentally in Massachusetts, it's a two part election, Alex. You have to. Uh, win the primaries and the establishment Republicans, frankly, make it very difficult. Uh, so you have to get delegates. So we're all, well on our way to doing that. As you know, a bunch of students and local citizens actually took an old bus and they gutted it for us. And we call it Real Indian One. And we're using that <laughs> bus to put among people. And then we're obviously using social media. Uh, I think, but we have a uh, phenomenal chance that when in Kurt Schilling has uh, supported our campaign, uh, the Lowell Sun, a number of local newspapers. But the reality is the more we get out there, the more people hear my message, Alex. Uh, it's, it's sort of game set match for Warren because she's going to have a difficult time calling me a racist or a white supremacist or stupid. So I'm really looking forward to going head on head with her, Alex. And I look forward to your guys getting the well,
2: story her. Come back for a full hour soon just to cover the waterfront and the history of your life. Because it's so interesting. I, I was already aware of some of your work. And then when I heard a few weeks ago, uh, uh, Owen came in here and said, you know, you're saying we should everybody to run for office against him. And here are some of the people I think are some of the best contenders. And I was like, wow, that's really cool that he's running against Elizabeth Warren. So I'm so glad you're here. Shiva, four, just the number four, com. And again, uh, we've got about a minute left. Uh, anything else you'd like to add?
0: Well, I just want to say, Alex, I think, you know, when you look at what's happened with the... Uh, history of journalism. As you know, you know, I invented the first email system as a 14-year-old kid, didn't speak about it. I got the first U.S. copyright five years ago. My mom was dying. Um, She left a suitcase with all the artifacts that went into the Smithsonian, and then Gawker Media attempted to, a so-called mainstream media, pro-liberal publication, try to destroy the facts. We went after them after hulk hogan sued we sued we brought them down i got about a million dollar payout and they were forced to take down their three articles same attorney charles Harder. Who hold on i you. was
2: aware of that I, I saw your name in the news i know callers are holding but just do a few more minutes with us i know you're busy tell that story because it's so interesting about how nasty gawker is we'll be back stay with us i you put it i guess in a software that actually worked and you've you know the smithsonian does you know, have that on display because I've, I've read about the case uh, but i'm going from memory with uh, with with what happened gawker obviously sued into oblivion right now um there it is the seven fifty thousand dollar gawker settlement that could distort internet history and that's fortune saying that because there's a lot of debate about kind of like five guys invented radio the same week but but what matters is who actually codified it i guess from the software Uh, explain that to me and what happened with that case doctor
0: so, Alex, you know, in 1970, when I was a 14 year old kid, you know, I had finished up calculus as a kid, worked hard, got a chance to go to NYU in a special sort of intensive computer science program. And uh, my because of the public school systems of great dedicated teachers, they changed the rules so I could work full time at the University of Medicine, Dentistry, Newark, what is now known as Rutgers. If you remember, Alex, anyone over the age of 40 knows in those days, the way communication took place in organizations was through the office paper based mail system. You know, every secretary that inbox outbox folders, they had the attachments, they write a thing called a memo with carbon paper, put it in an envelope and send it around through these pneumatic tubes. That is the system that I, that entire system, Alex, I converted to the electronic version. Fifty thousand lines of code code called it email, a term never used before, and in fact, got the first U.S. copyright at a time when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. So the facts are black and white, Alan. I created email, called it email, put all the features in. Now, prior to that, people had the ability to exchange electronic messages between devices dating all the way back to the Morse code of the 1800s. I'm not claiming I'm I'm the inventor of electronic messaging, Alan, but I invented email, the system as we know it today. And those flat facts are black and white. Now, I didn't talk about it. Five years ago, my mom was dying of pulmonary fibrosis in a suitcase. She left all the beautiful documents two months before she died, the senior editor of Time Magazine, Doug Ameth, went through this, probably the only journalist who spent time doing this, and he wrote an article called The Man Who Invented Email in November 2011. Then the Smithsonian wanted it. It went into the Smithsonian, Alex, and a young Washington Post reporter said Shiva Idre honored as the inventor of email. And that's when the proverbial you know shoot hit the fan. Um, all the old guard historians, this was like a, as though a skull had been found in Africa and reset the origin of human history, Alan. So they went ape, not because of the fact I invented email, but what that meant. The fact is I was on the front page of MIT, which is part of the military industrial complex, as you know, Alex, for inventing many other things. But when I said email was done in Newark, New Jersey, by a 14 year old, you know, American kid, outside of the bounds of the military industrial complex, that changes the narrative, Alex that innovation can occur anytime, anyplace, by anybody. You don't have to be in Silicon Valley. You don't have to go to Harvard. You
2: reminded me of your case, and and you won the case, and it's a fact, and just come up with the name alone is amazing, but the the 50,000 lines of code, and that's why the globalists want a technocracy. Exactly. To surveil everything. They admit the NSA's main goal is to find these innovations, snap them up and control them, because they might be disruptive, and it might be something they don't want the general public to have.
0: Exactly, Alex, and the fundamental things, you know, Several years ago, the U.S. Postal Service hired me to help them out of their bankruptcy. And one of the things I pointed out was, you know, when the Postal Service was started, it was done by our founding father. So I could send you a letter and no one could intercede. And in fact, it's a 20 year uh, prison sentence if someone does. What's happened with email after 93 is when Google, Hotmail, all these guys came in, they offered, quote unquote, free email when it was basically a way for us to relinquish our freedom. And I've argued that we have to go back to the basics of the founding fathers. Email, in some ways, should be under the purview of the postal service because at least we had laws that people, if they interceded, uh, we we had a way to adjudicate that. As of now, you know, Hotmail, Gmail, they own our email. This is a fundamental issue that people have not recognized.
2: And they and- admit they're scanning it, they're reading it. Exactly. And then they would have MSM just
0: say it's a conspiracy theory when it's a fact. Exactly. So so and that's why, you know, last year, The New York Times interviewed me on the Hillary Clinton email issue. I mean, fundamentally, what she did was deniability and it's mainly the have and have nots, meaning what we're entering into is a world where the haves will have all the protection private servers and the have nots like the rest of us will have to use Gmail, Hotmail, et cetera, and be open to be scanning. That's why the Hillary Clinton issue is so significant, because she wanted deniability where she could have a personal email server in her home take our emails, which is public emails, which is the State Department emails and own it. And it's still shocking to me that she has not been prosecuted. Exactly, she
2: was stealing emails on a smaller scale than Google and Microsoft and all the rest of them, but at least they get you to sign a contract in terms of service. She was doing it with classified stuff. That's illegal at a whole other level. And then they're busy going after Donald Trump in closing, because you're an amazing guest, i will to get you back soon, but I'm gonna go to these calls dr sheba running for senate in massachusetts uh, against elizabeth pocahontas warren looking at this what do you make of them coming after trump i mean they well, genuinely hate him i'm not trying to lionize him but you can't help it when he's totally surrounded by traitors being attacked from every angle and still delivering propping up the stock market they admit he's the one that's done it with the democrats running around cheerleading for it to fall i mean they better get in some big trouble if they cause a depression uh, and, and, I mean, these people are just crazy. What is their
0: problem? Well, well, Alan, I think. I mean, Alex, you th- you hit it. Up. My, my assistant's name is Alan. Is ready. Alex. You hit I get it. Right it. I, get, I
2: get names all the wrong. I mean, sorry, wrong sorry. all the time, too. Sir, go ahead. I don't
0: care. You hit it on the head. Fundamentally, as as you know, when you study political history, Trump's uh, election was a necessary disruption to a corrupt system, and when and he basically. It was like the shot being fought in Lexington. He basically fired the new shot of the new American Revolution. And after a revolution, as we all know, you have the counter-revolution. And that's what we're witnessing. A civil war is taking place right now. And that civil war is fundamentally to unseat Donald Trump. But I would like to lionize him because, in my opinion, he's a great man, a courageous man, a true patriot. He doesn't need to do this. And I know this as an entrepreneur. I mean, I have a multi-billion dollar new startup I've started. I don't need to do this, but I love this country. Donald Trump loves this country. I know you love this country. And it's time that we as patriots recognize and we came together to defend our president because these elitist academics, they are basically furious, not about Donald Trump, because they lost control over those people who they called rednecks. You know, those people who they thought are stupid, that's what that's who they really do not like. You know, I I was living out in Hollywood for uh, several years, as uh, as Owen may know. One of the great people I did meet in Hollywood is a great actor by the name of Pierce Brosnan. Pierce and his wife have put their money on the line, and they've done a great movie called Poisoning Paradise. I'm one of the scientists featured in it, talking about what's going on to the destruction of Kauai, the half of the island. Oh, wow. Which Uh, Which, as you talk about, the military industrial complex has polluted for years, has used it as a testing ground for a lot of the pesticides, et cetera. So what I recognize is we're in a very interesting point in human history. You have uh, basically certain angels coming out in in good ways, and it's a disruptive environment. So it's a very exciting environment. And I think people like MIT are probably horrified that they gave me those four degrees. Let me just say this.
2: I want to get you on routinely uh, because I just love talking to some. This guy is so smart. Just all these subjects that i he's just
1: bam, bam, bam. We
2: need you as a U.S. senator.
1: And think about that, too. That's what I was just going to say. So you've got you've got Shiva running against Elizabeth Warren. That's like a speck of dust, Elizabeth Warren, versus a cut diamond that you're ready to put on a ring. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this shouldn't even be a race. I mean, I'm not trying to... You know, line eyes you, Dr. Shiva. That's true. Elizabeth Warren has has made nothing, built nothing. She's a bumbling, lying idiot. Look at at this guy. Look at Dr. Shiva's resume compared to Elizabeth Warren, who claims she, who lies to get into college about her heritage. This is a speck well, you know, of that, dust versus
0: a diamond. That's why these self-serving elitists, I call them. You know, they know how to cut in line. I mean, think about it. For her to mark off, she was a Native American, is cutting in line. The same aspect of allowing illegal aliens. And you know, my father came here legally. We had to wait a year to come to this great country legally. So th- their concept is they have their own rules for themselves, and we, everyone else, has their own rules. They don't like to build a wall, but the reality is every cell in the human body has a wall. You know, the atmosphere has a wall. Nature in its divine uh, design puts walls around The universe is a wall. Bilderberg gets a wall. The universe is a wall, right? So these people don't want to follow nature's laws when it comes to them, yet they want us uh, to come up with their own uh, ridiculous issues. And uh, as you said, um, Alan, as people like Elizabeth Warren need to be stopped, and I believe that I was... You know, many ways, the hard, my hardworking grandparents and any of my parents and this great country and the fathers of this country put me and gave me this opportunity at this point in history to stop someone like Warren to basically support this new American revolution.: Well, and it's exciting. The-
1: Dr. Shiva, thank you so much. We'll yeah. talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Alex.. Look forward- I, I'm, I'm doing my best right now to reach out to people like Dr. Shiva and Omar Navarro. I'm putting the swamp in my sightlines right now, Alex. I'm putting the swamp in the crosshairs and elizabeth warren is part of that swamp maxine waters is part of that swamp i think we have another member of the swamp who identified himself today during these russia trump hearings and that's a, a democrat out of new mexico i think his name was heinrich so guess what, heinrich now you're in my political sight lines and we're coming after you and we're gonna find out who's running against you and you're gonna lose your seat but real quick, he made a great point about Democrats and liberals wanna put the government in between you and your God. They wanna put the government in between you and your dreams. They wanna put the government in between you and your goals. No, this is America. We have the direct contact with our dreams, direct contact with our God. We decide our own destiny. I love that point. Uh, he wins his lawsuit against Gawker. Just another example of victory after victory after victory. I'm not tired of winning yet. He makes another great point about how the establishment and the media and the and politics thinks we're stupid. I mean, they really do, Alex. I mean, look, I know we're not going to go down the Megyn Kelly road, but she thinks we're stupid. She really thinks that she is a higher intellectual person than me. She's not even close. And then you have... A- you got in kind of a big argument with her. I didn't get in an argument with her. I mean, she I threw a couple jabs her. She thought she could come in here, and she thinks that we really think she's a big deal. I really couldn't care less about Megyn Kelly, to be honest. Well, here's the deal. I don't even want to be mean to her. The point is... She was mean to you,
2: though, Alex. Don't forget what she did to you. Oh, I know. The point was, is she was like, oh, I, I you're coming to do the pizza gate and the Chobani yogurt and the... And then, you know, the rest of it, and and Newtown, so that's just the thing they hammer on, like it's some defeat for us or whatever. And she goes, "Oh no, no, or, no, or no. gay frogs, which is provable." And then constantly, that's all it was for hours. She asked the same question like five times. They interviewed me basically all day long, and for an eleven-hour piece or eleven-minute piece, and I just felt completely empty at the end of it. And so that's why I don't do those interviews, is because well alex don't feel empty alex you did the right thing you, i'm telling you died. though she is like she ought to be in the new blade runner as a replicant robot <laughs> i'm not being mean i'm like this fat toad creature but i mean she is like i don't want to get into
1: her anymore we got to go to these callers okay just, just, just can i make one more point uh, and i want to hear your take on this reality winner is looking at jail 10 years espionage for the leak that she puts what about hillary clinton what about hillary clinton the same statute that they're saying reality Winner violated. Hillary Clinton did the exact same thing, Alex. That's all I'm going to say. Take the call. And she's another
2: person that says white
1: genocide. And oh, they're, yeah. al- they're always white.
2: And then she's just some spoiled brat, works at the federal government, and reportedly is leaking stuff. And, and what she leaked, Trump hadn't even done anything wrong. It's nothing. It's a report on nothing. But that's the issue is whistleblowing is protected when you're exposing illegal activity. Not when you're just leaking
1: everything try to hurt the country. It was a political smear attempt on Trump. And if she was smart, she would have known that what she was leaking doesn't actually carry
0: any weight, doesn't have any water. It's just a report. It's not even intelligent.